<sighs> I don't even know how to start this one. No intro. No intro song. Fuck it. This is just going to be raw. Lunch break. Emotional. Because I'm just looking at this. It just pisses me off. Fucking uh, insane fantasy football year here for any given Sunday. Um, you know, and there's obviously a lot to talk about here. And I figured I would just run this up on a Tuesday. It's it's Thanksgiving coming this Thursday. So first and foremost, I mean, obviously we all know each other in here. So, you know, let your families know, you know, have a great Thanksgiving. You know, spend some time with them. Have a couple beers. Watch the Giants get fucking obliterated by the Cowboys. I hope I'm fucking blacked out by 4.30 so I don't have to get all emotional and give a fuck. Um, But yeah, uh, the collapse of my fantasy football team seems to be the one topic that I need to get off my chest and kind of address first because this is up there with the fall of Rome. This is up there with the 28-3 Falcons uh, blue that lead in the Super Bowl to Tom Brady. Like, those are the top two I think of. And then I think of my fantasy team this year. Because you start off 4-0 and and then lose seven fucking straight. I, I haven't even heard of that. Putting the best lineup in week to week. Getting fucked. You know, Rory, I think, beat me by a couple points here or there. Um, you know, Bob had to do me dirty. I had to look at Bob this whole weekend and just not be pissed off as his team just accidentally gets 143 and I'm barely cracking the hundred. Um, yeah. So I'm looking at the playoff picture here and congrats to Artie. Congrats to Rory. Huge, humongous wins this week, including Matt over Chris, which I'll get to, but just a little recap of the week. I basically needed, I'm in sixth place. I needed Ari and Rory to lose for them to stay behind me. I needed Matt to lose, so I'm only one game behind him. None of those three things happen. Artie comes up clutch this week. Rory gets George Kittle's cock, sits on it, and rides it to the fucking moon for him to just literally have two untouched 40-yard touchdowns. One basically in garbage time. I think it was 31 fucking 10. So it was 38-10 was the final score. Yeah, so his last touchdown. Garbage-ass touchdown Kittle, 40 yards untouched. Touchdown to beat Kyle Kurkowski by two. What a devastating loss. And then Matt, Miraculous Matt. Now, that's going to be the nickname going forward here. Miraculous Matt. Shouldn't even be here with his bum-ass, mid-ass lineup. But what happens? Chris down by four going into Monday night. He's got Rondell Moore scored minimum 15 the last couple weeks. First play of the game. End around negative six yards. Bothers his groin. He goes out. Questionable to return. They take him out for the rest of the night. And what happens to the new slot corner, Greg Dortch? I'm telling you, none of you guys know who that is or where he went to college. What's his fucking number? Greg Dortch ends up putting a fucking, like, 15 or 17 bomb up in that Monday night game. He was basically the only receiver that was worth noting. Miraculous Matt. Rondell Moore had less points than Kadarius Toney, who had zero. It's insanity. Like, oh, my God. Fucking awful. It's atrocious. The three guys I needed to lose, all won. Really need, uh, you know, I'm in God's hands tier right now. I'm only down one game, but, you know, it's really, I, I got to win three straight. Some things have to happen. 
you know, if I'm in God's hands, Adam and Steve are, it's a, it's a fight for 10th with Steve with like, I don't, I didn't do the math before I came on and hopped on the pod. I don't, cause I know AJ was complaining cause we had to make a little trade, but you know, obviously the trade is what it is. I've been looking for an RB two for weeks because Miles Sanders and Zeke, Zeke being injured, Miles Sanders being super inconsistent. I needed an RB2. I'm loaded at the receiver position um, with Metcalf, Jamar Chase, hopefully coming back this week, um, McLaurin, and Amon Ra. Uh, so, you know, I think his thought was his two running backs moving forward are Pierce and Eckler and needed a better flex. Amon Ra was the better player for him in the flex. I gave him a running back in return just to replace um, but his lineup is still insane. Like his lineup is insane with Amon Ra moving forward. My lineup looks a lot better having a consistent RB two, even though the Packers are deader than dead. But yeah, mathematically, I I don't know what Steve's odds are making the playoffs if there even is a chance. Um, all I know is I'm one game behind Rory and Artie. And he's one game behind me, so that would make him two games. So that would potentially he would need uh, Rory and Artie, one of them to go 0-3, the other one to go 1-2 because they play each other, I think, next week. And then he would need me to go 0-3. Mathematically, I think that would make And he would have to go 3-0, obviously. But mathematically, that would make sense for him to make the playoffs. The percent chance of it is fucking super low because for me, I got to win three straight. But, you know, Rory, one of them could win potentially two games. I think I have more points at both of them. So as long as I tie with them, I, I think I'm okay. Um, but it's a points battle too. If you're already in Rory, if you're listening, it's going to be a points battle. Um, it's not about even just winning games anymore. It's about how much you could put up. And I, I do like that instead of head-to-head matchups. Uh, some leagues are different. Some leagues will do, okay, well, if you played Rory, how many times you beat him and Artie? But let's say there's a three-way tie. Like, how the fuck do you decipher, okay, I beat Artie twice, but Artie went, you know, 2-0 and against Rory, and then Rory went 2-0 and against me. How do, you, how do you decipher that? You don't. So um, the next thing would be points anyway, so you might as well just do points. Um, so that, that that's kind of the dilemma, what's going on with the league here. I mean, if you go uh, – Man, what a bad loss for Chris with the Rondell Moore thing I just talked about. Would have put him nine and two, comfortable leading first, but he's now tied for first, eight and three with AJ. Uh, the collapse of AJ is coming, and it's an exciting time for the league. Let me tell you something. Uh, it's it's super exciting. Cooper Cup I think is going to be done for the year. Um, there's no reason to put him back in the game when they're going to be three and I think they're three and six, three and seven after this week. Uh, there, there, there. No playoff runs. Stafford's playing with injuries. Uh, the running back position is so fucked up. Cam Akers didn't even play. Healthy scratch two weeks. Now he comes back and wants his. It's a mess. It's an absolute mess. Give me the farthest away from the Rams. Cooper Cup. I think Sean McFay retires after this year. Um, like he said he would. He said if either Stafford, Cup, Aaron Donald, or who's the other core member he spoke about. Um, I'm not sure. But out of those three, he said, you know, once they kind of start evaporating, my time is done. Stafford doesn't have much time left in the league. He did what he had to do. He won the Super Bowl. Um, Cooper Cup definitely still on the younger side. I mean, he was drafted in 2017. So, um, but 
Aaron Donald was supposed to retire after the Super Bowl, came back, said he loved the feeling. He ain't never getting back there unless he signs a one-year deal with some kind of stud team. But regardless, that would be off the Rams. Amazon Prime offered Sean McFay a fuck ton of money to leave. But, yeah, so the Cooper Cup done. Leonard Fournette officially lost his position to Rashad White. Um, does that mean he's unplayable moving forward? Probably not. You probably still could get away with him if he just kind of ends up in the end zone a couple times. Or Tampa Bay offense has been extremely weird this year, too. Um, you know, Chris Godwin only has one touchdown this year. Uh, Mike Evans is pretty much the vocal point of that offense, as he always has been. There's nothing to change there. But, yeah, so AJ and Chris, 1-2. Bob K at 3. Uh, Bob K and Chris, uh, you know, clearly have one of the two most consistent lineups right now. I mean, Chris with Kelsey, it's – tight ends are just so valuable. It's it's insane. Like, it's insane how much of a difference it makes. Fourth place with a loss to Rory last second – Kyle Kurkowski at six and five. Crazy to think about because, like I said, I'm in eighth place, only two games away from that. If Kyle ends up going 0 and 3, and, you know, maybe he gets shifted all the way down, I don't know what the matchups look like. I got to look at it. But uh, same thing with Matt, and I play Matt this week. Um, you know, so then it's Rory, Artie, me, Steven, Adam, three and eight. Um, so Rory is out of him and Artie has the more points. Rory's in the playoffs for now. We got three more games. Um, so, like I said, uh, waivers are pretty much over. I mean, I don't think anybody a, – a, a tight end massacre happened. Uh, I mean, especially for Kyle Krakowski, who literally traded Zach Ertz. Ertz then got gone for the year. Uh, Dallas Goddard on IR. Then he tra- got Kyle Pitts back in that, and now he's out for the year. He lost three tight ends in two weeks. And we're not talking about just regular tight ends, like top 10 tight ends. Um, Darren Waller's been out all year. He's on injured reserve. He's out for the next four weeks. Uh, Who's Taysom Hill's been questionable like every game of the year. Dawson Knox has missed a couple games. Mike Giusecki is not even worth starting anymore. Like uh, Jawan Johnson is tight end two since week six. And I think Kyle has him too. He's just... Been super active on the waivers, but yeah, like I said, I, I don't see the waivers being much of a of a use this week. Plus, Thanksgiving coming up, I'd rather get this podcast out early to you guys, um, so you can listen before the Thursday games. Where, you know, I could hop right into that. A um, lot of fantasy guys going to be going Thursday Thanksgiving. Like I said, the more important part, uh, you know, spend some time with your family, eat good food, relax, have the holidays off. But for me and the Kretzmer family, it's it's not going to be that. First game is at 12.30 with the Bills and Lions playing. You know, some big names, you know, Josh Allen. You got Swift, Amon Ra, Jamal Williams, Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox. Like, big games, big names going 12.30, you know. And then we got the Giants-Cowboys. Um, we got Saquon, obviously. Uh, more on the Cowboys side, C.D. Lamb, Tony Pollard, who seems like he's a must-start week-to-week, uh, Dalton Schultz, Dak Prescott, like we, we Cowboys defense for certain. Um, and then at night, Patriots-Vikings, not really many on the Patriots side besides Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, I know Jacoby Myers was in Matt's lineup for a little bit. Uh, but obviously, uh, whether Kirk Cousins is a player or not, Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, uh, TJ Hawkinson. So definitely some 
noteworthy fantasy players going on Thursday. Um, and I'm going to be sick watching the Giants game. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Dallas is favored to win by nine right now. Giants really needed to get it done in MetLife on Sunday against a very off Lions team, and they couldn't fucking do it. They got blown out. Jamal Williams looked like a pro bowler. Our defense looked lost. Daniel Jones hasn't thrown a pick in six weeks. He threw two. Terrible week for the fucking Giants. And, you know, their playoff chances, I think, went from 90% down to a little under 80. With this loss, it brings them down to, like, 60. With the hardest remaining schedule in football, having to play uh, the Commanders twice or the Eagles twice. I don't know. One of the two, the Vikings and the Colts, depending on how many weeks are left. Maybe they both. So it's Dallas. Um, bah, 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 bah. I'm not sure. But regardless, it might be the Commanders twice. Who I don't want to see them. The Eagles twice. Don't want to see them. Vikings, which I know Dallas blew them out, but we won't do that. And then the Colts, which maybe that might be a decent game for us. Um, but it is a way. So, yeah, going to be a tough Thanksgiving for sure and huge for our fantasy purposes, hence why I want to get this podcast out as soon as possible. Um, so let's go here to the matchups because, obviously, this is going to be the most important part. Um, you know, I, I think Artie's literally just on the cusp here of, you know, just literally points-wise to Rory, where if they both win and he scores more points and he could finally outdo Rory's points – you know, he could take over the playoffs even with them both winning. So this is kind of where it gets crazy. Um, it's going to be the dad matchup here. Uh, Artie versus Bob. Um, let's see here. Let's see. Thursday, Thursday. They both only have one player going through. Oh, nope. Yeah, I'm right. I'm right. Uh, they both each have um, one player for Thanksgiving. It's going to be Devin Singletary versus Ramondre Stevenson. Both their RBs twos, um, not really crazy big deal. I mean, would be nice for Singletary to kind of keep doing what he's doing. Ramondre's been super consistent. Um, Bob's got so many good players on his bench too; it's insane. Um, but that's going to be a really interesting matchup. It's actually funny because I need Rory and Artie to both lose, and they play both Chris and Bob. Um, go to our next matchup here: AJ versus Steve. Don't think it matters for Chris and AJ that much. Considering they're so far ahead, I really I think if they go 0 and 3, like only the worst could happen, especially if their points at 3 and 3. Um, for Steve, like I said, huge game for him. Uh, his lineup looks nasty too. So um, compared to AJ's lineup, who he's now got Ayuk, Higby, and Mike Williams has wide receiver, two tight end, and flex, where it used to be Fournette and Cup. So, definitely takes a little bit of a hit. Mar Jackson's been weird this year, too. Um, he either goes crazy or he's just like, eh. He's quarterback six, still, which is insane. But Chris and Rory, the matchup I talked about. Um, let me see. Steve and AJ, they have anybody Thursday? I didn't even talk about it because I don't think. Oh, yeah. Fucking Steve with a Thanksgiving lineup here. Graham Gano, Jefferson, and Hawk, three of nine players playing. Gonna be scary, uh, especially Jefferson and Hawk in one game. Jefferson kind of got shut down by Trayvon Diggs, and you know I don't think that's happening again. But Steve's definitely uh, needs some players here. Um, 
Now we go to Rory and Chris. Once again, Thanksgiving playing a huge part. Uh, Rory with Daniel Jones, Tony Pollard, C.D. Lamb, Gabriel Davis, and his kicker all playing on Thursday. That's five of nine players, including his RB1. I'm going to put Pollard over Taylor for RB1 just because of what's happening. C.D. Lamb is wide receiver one. You know, his flex play, his quarterback. Uh, Chris has his quarterback, Dak Prescott, Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift, Dalton Schultz, and his defense. Literally, that Giants fucking Cowboys game for these both these teams is going to be pretty rough to watch, if you ask me. I mean, considering Daniel Jones versus Dak, then Pollard fucking uh, versus Schultz. And Cowboys D, and then it's both five of nine players playing Thursday. It's pretty crazy to watch here. And Adam is the one team we haven't talked about really that much. Adam, no disrespect, but lowest points, worst record tied with Steve. Um, And I think Steve's points are pretty far from you. Of course, now, if you ask my shitty fantasy season, well, you should have beat Adam, right? No. Joe Mixon had 50 fucking five points because that's just my luck. Bullshit. Beyond bullshit. Um, so, yeah. Adam beat me in one of his three wins. So, Adam, go ahead. Say whatever you want in the group chat after you listen to this. You can talk shit. All right? I can't say anything. But uh, Kyle versus Adam. And we're all Team Adam here. I, I, I would be interested to see how many Kyle could go down to reach this bottom here. I think with one win, Kyle really separates himself and kind of locks into the playoffs here. Um, Joe Mixon got hurt. Samaj P. Ryan went crazy when he got hurt. We'll have to monitor if he's playing or not. Uh, other than that, his lineup looks great uh, with you know Keenan Allen finally back healthy. He's got a G.F. Wilson and Deontay Foreman. He could throw in for Mixon, God forbid. Switch over to Kyle's lineup. Got Dalvin Cook going for Thanksgiving. And his kicker, who scored 25 points. At what point are we going to look at the kickers and defenses and say, they're scoring too many points? Because this is insanity. Like, that's more than Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson are scoring in weeks. And it's a kicker. It's insane. It's so insane. So, yeah, he's got, Kyle's got his defense, Patriots, kicker, Dalvin Cook playing on Thanksgiving where Adam has Kirk Cousins, his kicker, and his defense playing. So 3v3 on Thanksgiving. Not really much for uh, Adam to watch. Maybe Kirk Cousins, you know, does good. I mean, primetime games, he technically, what is he, 0-12 on Monday night? I don't know what's his record in regular primetime games. But, you know, we're all Team Adam here. I'd love to see, A, Steve finish in last, and B, kind of see Kyle how far it could drop here um which brings us to our last game of the week me versus Matt um once again I've got a pretty heavy Thanksgiving lineup um not based on the like how many people because uh, I am having Zeke sit but my two best players in Saquon and Josh Allen play so you know if they both put up stinkers it's going to be really fucking devastating uh Matt's got his best player and his flex play, Jacoby Myers. 
Stephon Diggs, both in his lineup. So it will be 2v2, and it is his best player. I mean, he has Jalen Hurts, so, you know, obviously that's a quick 25 to 30 points that's playing on Sunday. Um, but, yeah, going to be gonna be a tough matchup for sure. I mean, his lineup doesn't look pretty, but it does get it done. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely going to be a big week for the league here. Um, like I said, in terms of the playoffs right now, uh, we have Chris and AJ on a bye. Bob would play Rory and Kyle would play Matt. So it will be interesting to see kind of how the season uh, ends up. Like I said, I think Adam, Steve, me, Artie, any one loss, you know, we're pretty much done. I mean, you could even move because uh, I think, what, Artie should be one game above me. Yeah, Me, Steve, I'll take Artie out of that tier. Me, Steve... And Adam, one more loss in our season's practically finished. Um, Artie, Rory, um, one loss. You know, you're back in the ringer. And, you know, Kyle would have to, Kyle and Matt have to fear the collapse of, um, you know, losing three in a row. Which I, I don't see that bad, but, you know. Um, but I did want to break it down to how the rest of the year is going to go from week 13 on. So, like I said, if Matt loses to me this week, Artie plays Matt the next week. This is kind of where I was saying this three-loss drop-off could happen and someone could replace five and six in the playoffs. Where if Artie wins this week and beats Matt, he then is tied with Matt. Now, he'll be up one game up on Matt. Matt would get knocked out. Uh, Bob and AJ play, doesn't really matter. The Toilet Bowl, beyond Toilet Bowl games next week, Adam versus Steve. Um, that's fight for last, technically. Kyle versus Chris, once again. If Kyle Kurkowski loses this week, then he has a real tough matchup against Chris. That could be two losses with Matt. And then biggest game for me of the year is Rory. And it's not because... We're fighting for the playoff, but Rory has been jerking me, trying to trade Jonathan Taylor for five weeks. That's why I haven't traded. And every week, he changes who he wants, and none of them ever make sense. He calls me AJ, and then we text again the following week. So, Rory, I pray you lose that game. Um, which brings us to the last and final week, AJ versus Matt, which, like I said, AJ, pretty solid roster. Matt could go into that 0 for 3 tier, which would definitely bump him out of the playoffs. Artie then plays Rory, which if I lose a game, that could literally be for the 6th place playoff spot, which would be the biggest game probably of the year. Um, Robert versus... I said Robert. That's just the name. Bob versus Adam. Adam, why is your name Earl on here? I've never understood if that's a joke, if you put it in wrong, if that's like a nickname or something. It's so dumb. Like, it's that, it's, what the fuck? Like, I never understood that. Uh, but Bob against Adam to solidify Adam basically being bottom two. Krakowski versus Steve. And it's not an easy matchup if you're Kyle, especially losing two straight. You don't look at Steve's lineup and say this is an easy win. Uh, he does have Geno Smith on a bye that week, but 
Kyle would have Jawan Johnson on a bye, and that's his only tight end. So, uh, which would bring me to the play, uh, the my game of the week, me versus my brother, because uh, it would be an all-out war zone in the Kretzmer household to see if I could make the playoffs and win this game. Uh, because as much as uh, Chris doesn't want to see me in the playoffs, most likely if I win that game and he gets knocked down to like three or you know, if he ever moves down to three, I would be the first game he sees. So we would play back-to-back weeks for a playoff game, which would be pretty fucking crazy. So um, it, it's going to be nuts. I'm just going to say that this the league ending is going to be nuts. Um, two weeks ago, I had everything favor what I needed. I stayed in sixth place. Already lost, Rory lost, um, Steve lost. This week, I had the complete opposite happen where Matt won, Rory won. Already won, so going to be interesting to see what kind of happens this week. Um, like I said, the important part is, uh, you know, guys, like, you know, uh, enjoy time with your family. I'm going to be blacked out, obliterated, especially if Saquon doesn't have more than 20 points. Um, but, yeah, other than that, guys, it's going to be uh, a crazy finish to what has been probably one of the better, more competitive years in this league. Um pretty much said at the end of every podcast, I think maybe I'll have Kirkowski in or somebody that's in the, if I'm not in the playoffs, maybe I'll run the pod still, but I'll do it with somebody that's actually in the playoffs. And it's not just my unbiased, ungrateful, pissed off ass, just running it, talking about teams in the playoffs that aren't mine. Um, but we could also go over some things for next year. Uh, I would love to hear from you guys. If you guys like, you know, I, I've talked about adding short knocks to more people in the league maybe doing uh, free agency money next year compared to just waiver wire ads weekly based on your uh, current position rank in the league. Um, so I'd love to see if you guys have different uh, suggestions moving forward. I think next year, another suggestion I had was doing it in person. Uh, I know it's tough, kind of, you know, everyone seems to be all over the place, whether it's work, Matt in Hawaii, um, you know, so, but it, it would be cool to kind of just get something going, especially for the league morale. Uh, have everyone meet at one place to do the draft. But, you know, like I said, all right, everybody enjoy the holidays. Uh, good luck to everybody this week. And uh, let's stay tuned to see what's going on for next week and how the playoff picture changes. Peace.